genre. Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli, and I really like the way that you say recap. It's like <laughs> robot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Cassandra Fredrickson, and I also really like the way you say recap. It's <laughs> and like a today- Shakespearean actor. Yes, that's that, that's what the that's what you, that's what four years in theater school did you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you notice that everyone in pop music uses contractions. Oh yeah, mm. you're like oh yeah. Everyone says I'm in your and I am is like would be really weird. And anyway, um, <laughs> so today on the show we'll be discussing Doctor Who and the Salarians. Often, no, often, don't call it that. Often shortened. I. Love the title Doctor Who and the Salarian. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. His name's not Doctor Who. The show, the show can't even get the nerd the nerd stuff right. Like what? Doctor Who and the Salarian sounds like a band in an Edgar Wright movie. I'm just I'm just saying. I, I when I saw the title screen, I was like, I dig that a lot. It's like when you see, <laughs> it's like when you see the three in Iron Man three spelt out. And you're like, oh, that looks really sexy for some reason. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, and uh, it's the third. It's the second story of the third Doctor. Yeah, his so, second uh, adventure while he's exiled on Earth. So uh, this is uh, season seven, uh, and it is, I, in my opinion, I think it is one of the strongest seasons. Of Doctor Who, period. Oh, well, yeah. comprised mostly of the Salarian. <laughs> well, but it, all the other <laughs> ones are that long or longer, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's only two more. Um, there's oh. Ambassadors of Death and then Inferno, and all. Wait, four wait, wait! Stories. It's called Ambassadors of Death. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what the next third Doctor. Oh my story god! Is. It's incredible. It's the most metal yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> It's pretty it's pretty metal and it's amazing. It's a fantastic episode. There has to be a band called that by now. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in our next session. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's uh season seven's incredible. Um and the Silurians I I I, I mean it's funny, the Silurians like it's a story that I often forget how good it is because every Silurian story after this is the same story. Yeah. But this is the one that originates it, you know? Yeah, it's this kind of like it when um from. it's kind of like when you have an iconic like uh like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or you know, you know something that's remade so many times like it's never going to be better than the first time if you keep doing it that way, you know? Right. Which is kind of totally. what they've been doing for decades. Totally. Um so so yeah, I mean I just I just I love this story. Uh and at seven parts, I don't think you really feel it. And that's that's I think that's the best part about season seven, uh, is that you all of the episodes are really long. All of the stories are really long. They're all like seven parts. Um, except for uh, the uh, Spearhead from Space, which was only four. Uh, but every other every other story after this is like seven parts, and you never feel the length. At least I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, every episode feels really great, and like I burned through all seven of these uh, really fast because I just I was loving it. Like I was just eating it up. It was great. 
Um, so I, uh, I, I just, I, I really like the Silurians and I'm really impressed at how tight they can make a seven episode story feel, which sounds insane. Yeah. But, but, uh, they, they totally pull it off. Um, so let's talk about part one, uh, in part one. So, so part one of the Silurians begins with, uh, a, a, uh. Uh, a, a cave monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's are these guys who are uh, like kind of like checking out a cave. They're they're doing stuff in this cave, uh, and they've got their hard hats and stuff on. And they get attacked by some sort of cave monster that we don't really see. And uh, and, and 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 there's some really great zoom attacks. That's that's how it attacks is by zooming the camera really fast into yeah. the people. And just, you know, one extra God love him just screaming his, his head off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, I love that effect. It's just like, quick snap zoom into this person's face. Oh, my God. What? Um, just doing their amazing. best, like, Sam Rockwell and Galaxy Quest impression. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, and so they get attacked by this thing. And then we cut to... Uh, the unit garage where the doctor is working on his car that he got in, uh, in the last story. And, uh, he has named it Bessie and he's trying to get it to work. Doctor a little his mother. Bit. <laughs> get it to work. I swear to God, if they ever revealed that, that the doctor's mom was named Bessie, it would be the greatest thing. Ever. <laughs> I think that's the only acceptable name for the doctor's mother. Honestly. Well, he names it Bessie as like a joke because Liz, like her full name is Elizabeth and another nickname for Elizabeth, like it's kind of antiquated, uh-huh. was Bessie. Oh. So that's why like when he's like, oh, it's Bessie, she kind of like glares at him. And he's uh-huh. like, I remember that moment. Yeah. That's okay. Why. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It bothers um, me that her name is Elizabeth Shaw because that just makes me think of Numi Rapace and Prometheus. That's who she was named after. Oh, well, now I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> – yeah, because – because um, <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh, – so Ridley Scott is a massive Doctor Who fan. Mm-hmm. Massive. Uh, like to the point where if anyone were to make a Doctor Who feature film, it should probably be Ridley Scott because he's that massive of a fan. Oh my god! Um, and Ark in Space, which is the next story that we're going to cover, is the fourth Doctor's second story. Uh, he remade Ark in Space, and he called it a little film called Alien. Alien yeah. You know what I just realized? Mm. We had this conversation at the end of last episode. Did we? I think I think we did. I don't think we did. Oh, okay. I, don't remember. I, I hope I'm wrong because I'm just like that. I have I, I just got deja vu all of a sudden. <laughs> I think you just have deja vu. I don't I don't think we talked about it. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, Alien, aka the Ark in Space. Uh, Peter in Jackson and Ridley Scott should pull a ten ten and like, hey, you direct one, I direct one. I would like to oh, that'd be movies. that'd be pretty rad. And they will die. Like that'll be like that would be that would actually be a really cool way to like. I'd be pumped about a Doctor Who uh, hiatus, like extra long hiatus, Mm -hmm. if I knew I was getting like feature films, like Sherlock. Not like (laughs) Sherlock because they don't actually get feature films. They get ninety minute episodes of television. Oh, you mean actually like 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 going to the movie theater and seeing it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, so, 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 so yeah, so Liz Shaw comes in to, uh, the garage and, uh, uh, she's like, Hey, listen, the brigadier needs to talk to us. He wants us to, he wants to meet us at, uh, this place, uh, called, uh, Wenley Moore and, uh, they've got some issues over there and he wants to talk to us. So let's, uh, let's go, let's go. And he's just like, eh. I'm not interested. And she goes, "What? Wenley Moore, famous for caves. And he's like, well, all right. <laughs> like, okay. Hey, caves, you say. <laughs> did, you, did you say caves? That sounds an awful lot like a rock quarry. And you know how much I love rock quarries. I hope I see a <laughs> <Sumerian>. <laughs> So Cardiff, so, let's go. 
<laughs> so the doctor um, agrees to go with her, and uh, she's like, she's like, okay, but we're not taking this car, right? Because you're still working on it. And he's just like, no, we totally are. And he kisses his hand and puts it on Bessie's radiator, and it instantly starts. And he's like, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty great. Um, so then they take Bessie, <laughs> they take Bessie through the streets. And there's something inherently ridiculous about the doctor behind the wheel of Bessie driving in traffic. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. like getting stuck it, in it, traffic. It's yeah. the best. It's the it's the first perfect moment in this saga of perfect moments. But <laughs> oh my god, um, it's incredible. You guys remember? Have you guys ever seen Tootsie? Yes. You know, and like that that shot of like you know wide shot of of that reveal of Tootsie and like walking down this, the crowded streets of New York. Dun, dun, ch, ch, ch. Yeah, it it was like that, but like the doctor driving a car. Yes. <laughs> You're oh just God, like, he looks like the that, biggest idiot in the world. on that sequence. That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, amazing! Um, it's even the same kind of like zoom out thing. Yeah, yeah. No, oh my it's God, such a weird choice. He looks like he looks literally like he's in wacky races. <laughs> um, so then we arrive at Wenley Moore. And the director, uh, Dr. Lawrence, is talking about what they do there and how annoying unit is uh, being there and how they're always in the way. Uh, he's very grumpy and he has the most incredible uh, uh, on-screen comb over I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's a character choice or if this is a legitimate comb over that this guy thinks works. I I don't know which of those things it is. But either way, it is it is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. And the character himself is actually uh, pretty amazing as well. He 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 is pretty amazing. He but he gets better and better as it goes along. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um so he's talking about how annoying Unit is. And then, uh, and then he ends his little speech, and uh, the brigadier introduces the doctor and Liz Shaw, and uh, uh, and, and then and then so we we meet Doctor Lawrence, we meet Doctor Quinn, medicine uh, man, who is in, yeah, not <laughs> not not to be confused with the medicine woman. Uh, oh no, no! Every time I watch this episode by myself, and every time someone said Doctor Quinn, I would say medicine man. um and then uh major baker the security officer for the station Mm. and what they do at this place is that they are experimenting with nuclear power uh they are trying to turn nuclear energy into electric power which had never been done before in uh 1970 so this is very impressive at the time and and very experimental and it includes a cyclotron uh which is a proton accelerator mhm yeah so what's been happening at this base uh that Dr. Lawrence tells them is that uh they've they've been experimenting with this with this nuclear energy but they keep uh getting drained of power and there's also a high incidence of mental breakdowns uh, and accidences. Uh, accidences? Mm-hmm. <laughs> accidents. Continue, Gollum. Um, yeah. Uh, I was looking at the word absenteeism and it combined in my brain <laughs> with accidents. Uh, so, yeah. So, people are missing. There have been accidents. And uh, some people have returned from the caves with mental breakdowns. And one of these guys But that's is, not the main problem, the man says. He says, I, I can get over all that. Right. The main problem is that they're losing power. That's what really sucks. Yeah. We're losing power. And so uh, the Brigadier has called the doctor here to look into this power loss situation. What's going on? So, uh, so basically what happens is – uh, they end up going to the medical wing uh, to 
because the doctor was especially interested in this whole like insanity thing. Like the people are going crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the power thing, he's like, okay, but you said people are going crazy. (laughs) People will never be the same. More important to me. Um, so he goes and he talks to the doctor of the merit of the medical wing named Dr. Meredith. And he's like, yeah, no, these, uh, there's there's a bunch of patients who are going crazy. They go and they go to the caves and they come back and they're insane. And the doctor goes and talks to one of the guys, and this is the the one guy that survived the the cave monster zoom attack from the beginning. <laughs> and uh, and he is basically turned into a caveman, uh, which is our second time we've dealt with cavemen in this season of the show. Oh my god! I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully weird, not right? Isn't that weird how that lined up? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, so he has become a caveman. He's he's sort of like de-evolved into a cave person. And the doctor points this out, and 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 Doctor Meredith is just like, all right, whatever, man. That's that's really dumb. You're really dumb. Um, and then there's that moment where the doctor gets, where the, this guy, he attacks the doctor, uh, Spencer, is that the guy's name? I think that's the guy's name. Uh, so Spencer like attacks the the doctor and starts to strangle him. And then the doctor just like soothes him and he's like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's like, just go back to drawing on the wall. Eyes of my eyes. You're all right. <laughs> I just, I love Pertwee just like trying to soothe this cave person. And then he's just like, yes, I am okay. Okay. And then he just started, goes back to drawing on the wall. Um, and so then the doctor's like, okay, I need to get down to the bottom of whatever's going on in this cave. Right. So uh, the doctor goes in, gets into full cave gear. Uh, full cave gear and he starts checking out this cave mm-hmm. and you know this is after like he's like talked to the brigadier again he's told them told him what his theory is and the brigadier's like yeah okay that's really dumb but mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> you're the doctor i guess um which is a, a running theme with the brigadier the brigadier in a lot of ways is the doctor's scully oh um, yeah no their 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 rapport in this is just it's straight up Mulder and Scully. I yeah, mean, that's, that's right. yeah. And and the, and the thing that cracks me up is like the Brigadier knows that the Doctor is the Doctor and he's an alien and he is turned into uh, 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 two different people and he knows this and he's aware of this and he knows that this is a thing. But the idea of people being turned into cavemen is just like I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Brigadier. Um, just he's a real Scully. He's I can't remember scary. what 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 part this is, but and I hate to miss it. But there's a, a, a scene where uh, they're trying to talk about this mystery, and sure, and uh, the the doctor says like, "Oh, well, you're no Sherlock Holmes, Brigadier." And then like someone comes in and says, like, "Oh, we have to go do this now." And the Brigadier's like, "Come along, Watson." And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the Brigadier's great. Um, so then, uh, so then the doctor's like, "I'm going to go check out this cave," and. Uh, uh, he goes and he's decked out in like cave exploration clothes. He's got he's got this whole outfit going on with like a rope across his chest and a safety hat with a light on it. It's a costumes I can get behind. I'm not so much into disguises. Yeah. You know, the characters. costume like 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 Perwe going in like full cave like excavating spelunking like, gear. Oh spelunking gear is ama- it's amazing. Uh, it, 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 it's amazing. And I love the idea of like a 12 inch Pertwee figure, like those old GI Joes and they all have like different outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. That's awesome. Oh my God. I would love, I would, I would eat that up. I would buy all of it. <laughs> um, it'd be incredible. I'd buy, I'd buy like six base Pertwee f- figures and then I'd buy all of the outfits. I haven't wanted to buy an action figure. There are three times in, in since I've been an adult that I wanted to like buy an action figure. And it was after. I really pers- like the way that you say figure too. That's, figure. 
Yeah, figure. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. It's like r- r- recap and figure. Uh, I'm, really- I'm on board. I'm on board with wow. your language there. I'm learning so much about myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was like it was Pacific Rim and then Star Wars. And then I'm not going to lie, dude. Like I walked out of Warcraft a couple weeks ago yeah. and I want – the the Toby like in Co- the middle of the movie like like you should have because you're no <laughs> nice <laughs> points but uh but no man I I wanted a I wanted a an action figure of uh of the Toby Cabal orc oh okay because he's such a great like dude yeah you know what I'm most disappointed about with the the next uh Planet of the Apes which oh my god we're only a year away from I literally was thinking about Planet of the Apes today like like the next one. Yeah, I am disappointed that, you know, Toby Cabal probably won't be playing a role in that movie. Yeah, he said he's open to it. Cobra's still... Well, the movie's already done. They already shot it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, production is over. They're just doing the Weta stuff now. Oh, my God. You guys, there's going to be a new Planet of the Apes movie (laughs) next next year. Amazing. Oh, man. I just... I want to stop this podcast and go watch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes right now. (laughs) I checked. It's not, um, it's not streaming anywhere. I own it. I know you do. You own everything. I, you're not wrong. You're, you're not, not incorrect. Um, and you are not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, beautiful. Um, so the doctor in spelunking cave gear uh, is strolling around this cave, and he turns a corner and he runs into the Cavasaurus Rex, uh, <laughs> which is which is. Which is a dinosaur that's like a mini dinosaur. He's like, he's like the size of two raptors standing on top of each other in a trench coat. He looks like a Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> character. He does look like a Pee Wee's Playhouse character. It made me so happy. I want to go back and I want to go and take new scene, like new who scenes with Lady Vastra, but then edit in footage of 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 this of this cardboard oh dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> the Cavasaurus Rex. Yeah, the Cavasaurus Rex. Uh, you know what yeah, it looks no, the- like, though? It looks like baby Godzilla. It does. Yeah, Godzuki. Yeah. Godzuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Cavasaurus Rex shows up, and Pertwee, in in natural Pertwee fashion, uh, uh, throws on the Pertwee cliffhanger face, and it's incredible. And here's the thing. This story is seven episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's six cliffhangers. Three of the six cliffhangers end with Pertwee cliffhanger face. This is, I think, the most condensed story of Pertwee cliffhanger face in existence. <laughs> you it's get a incredible. lot of, yeah, it's like zoom in on the eyes. Cut. Each and one he is makes like, like more quality than the next one. Like, yeah. Oh my God. He just keeps like, he, he does that cross-eyed thing. Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> It's it it looks like uh it, it he like turns into like an anime character like every he time does. he does. Oh my god. Yeah. Like like his head gets really big and like his body gets really small. Yeah, like you just want to draw like a teardrop over his head every time he makes the cliffhanger face. Uh Pertwee san. <laughs> it's incredible. So yeah, that's episode 1 and it's it's really good. Episode uh. 1. Episode one's real, real good. Good place. It is. <laughs> nice neck of the woods. <laughs> Speaking of nice necks of the woods. <laughs> There's so many police running through your town. Gotham needs well, that was an ambulance, Scott. Oh, that was an ambulance? I believe so. Okay, well, the cop was earlier, so that was... Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. That See? Was an, that was an ambulance, so that they're following up on what the cop discovered, which is... Yeah. Obviously, someone on the verge of death. And you want to believe it? It was. It's ultimately a happy story, but the ambulance suggests otherwise. All of all of the kids were just in a treehouse, but then one fell and hurt her wrist. We're on our way. <laughs> At least they <laughs> yeah, stopped that we, robbery. We've got Chicago. We've we've got time for that in Chicago as an ambulance. Definitely. <laughs> they just need some blankets. <laughs> <laughs> so right. tell us about part two of the Silurians cast. Okay, so after that quality cliff cliffhanger face, um, the so dinosaur, uh, Cavasaurus Rex, kind of retreats. Um, there's this 
tinny, like, three-tone <laughs> thing that plays. And the dinosaur's like, oh, time for dinner. Um, so the doctor kind of shakes himself off and recovers and stuff. And he finds a massive, like, three-toed, like, very stereotypical, like, dinosaur footprint on the cave floor. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Um, and... <laughs> that's, that's the- <laughs> he's more excited I mean, about right. the footprint than you're, like you're, encountering a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're totally right. That is absolutely his reaction. Like he looks at it like, oh man, that's so weird and that's so that's so crazy. And it's like, dude, you just came face to face with with an actual dinosaur. Yeah. Like, in, in why the, is the footprint interesting at in all? The doctor's, <laughs> in the doctor's defense, it is referenced later on in this episode that the doctor has has encountered dinosaurs before. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that it would be like seeing like if I were to turn into my apartment and see like an opossum, I'd, I'd be like, oh, I didn't know there was an opossum. <laughs> an, an opossum. <laughs> I wouldn't like freak out. I'd probably put it in the bag and then like put it outside. <laughs> Not in the back. I would let it out of the bag and just let it like walk down the sidewalk. And but then if you found we- like an opossum footprint. In your apartment, you'd be like, "Oh, oh well, then it's so like, amazing. what the shit is that? I don't even know if I would be able to." <laughs> this is amazing. It's a gremlin. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> meanwhile, while the doctor is getting really excited about footprints, um, the brig is so concerned that he's been missing, so he's <laughs> he's like sent out like a search party for the doctor. And, like, Liz is like, I don't know, man. He just, you know, doctor. Yeah. And Oh, my God. You guys, I am shipping it so hard. I really it's impossible am. impossible not to. It's impossible now that you've said Mulder and Scully, I really wanted to say, like, sexual tension included because, like. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, it's great because they both want to be the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest part of their relationship, honestly. Oh, man. They both they both secretly believe that the other one is like the the assistant. Uh, honestly, I think uh, I think a, a sex scene between the doctor and the brigadier and like nude wrestling would be indistinguishable between the two. <laughs> it would be the same. <laughs> it would look exactly the same. Oh my Constantly God. fighting for the alpha position. Gee, <laughs> Oh man. So just as the the search party is about to be sent out to look for him, the doctor shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Um and uh yeah, there's just randomly dinosaurs in this cave and no one really believes the doctor. Um but the doctor is like, "Yeah, I just ran into this dinosaur. How about that? Let's go into the caves and look at him again." Um and he probably has but- a move. <laughs> Liz is like, oh, I want to go. But all of the guys are like, no, you can't go spelunking with the men. It's man time. I want to see a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. So all of like the brigadier's men, like unit goes into the caves. um, And they, he's like, okay, you know, we're only going to take small handguns. Like nothing, nothing major. It's fine. Um, But this, this guy, he... Like gets separated from the group and he like sees something. Is it? It's Major. Um, what's his face from the first one, right? Yeah, it's the security officer. Yeah, the security officer. So he he doesn't really belong with unit, but he's he goes along because you know soldier stuff. Um, so he um gets separated from the group and he sees something and shoots at it with his like giant rifle. Um, and then he turns around and he's attacked by Cavasaurus Rex again. Um, and... You know what else I thought about a lot every what? time the Cavasaurus Rex showed up? <laughs> and I think it's because he's not that big. Um, you know, he's only like, what would you say? He's like 15 feet tall, something like that. Oh my God, yeah. did you want to fight the dinosaur? No, 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 no. <laughs> all all I could ever think about was how much I kind of wished the Cavasaurus Rex was scientifically accurate and was like covered in colorful feathers. <laughs> oh, because he would be Big Bird. 
Because he would just be big for Oh. Hello, doctor. <laughs> he, can have a, he, can, he can have an imaginary friend named Snuffleupagus. <laughs> have you seen the Funny or Die video where Big Bird interns at Funny or Die? No. It's like, okay, we have a new intern. And he's like, hello. And he has like a little tie. Aww, and oh, my God. He's just, and he's just like kind of bad at it. Like he doesn't know how to make coffee. He's like too big for like any of like to like, you know, make stuff. He doesn't know how like printers work, but they like they don't want to tell him that he's doing a bad job because he's like big bird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really sad. Now I just want to see like Cavasaurus Rex like interning at unit. (laughs) He has like he's trying to carry a tray of tea, but he can't because his arms are too small. And he draws. He drops it. <laughs> well, he can't even make the tea. He, yeah. he keeps like he keeps like like everywhere that there's like a tea station, it's against a wall. So like he keeps trying to get close enough to get to the tea, Aww. but his head keeps ramming into the wall, and he's like stretching out his little. I was T-Rex not made for these times. <laughs> like someone like w- turns a corner and just sees this like dinosaur flailing at at the tea. And then just like, oh, okay. And then just keeps walking. <laughs> Someone help, want to help Capersaurus make coffee? He's no. trying to. He's trying to like make copies, and he can't reach. Let me do oh this. I know I can do this. Oh. <laughs> the brig sits him down. He's like, listen, son. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Oh, <laughs> oh we can't. Uh... I have a record. We- we can't continue this. However, what we can do is give you a gun. <laughs> and so he just gives the Cavasaurus Rex two guns and uh, and uh, tells him to, to, to fire shots. Uh, what is it? Five shots rapid? Five shots rapid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five shots rapid. There's just a T-Rex working for unit. <laughs> With that's, no that's, explanation. That's a, that's a spinoff. He's even got the beret like, on oh his head. Oh my god. <laughs> and, then, like, and then like 12 is like, who's in charge here? It's, like, oh, it's been a long time, old friend. Just like an eye patch. And then, and then like later in the show, it's like Matt Smith's the doctor and he meets Brigadier Cavasaurus Rex. <laughs> Brigadier Cavasaurus Rex, at your service. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh man. My God. Have so, we even gotten to the have we even gotten to the heavy breathing yet? No. No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, keep going. Okay. So the major is attacked by the Cavasaurus Rex, who's just trying to do his job. Um and uh Unit is like, dude, what what's up? Why are you firing your gun? And he's like knocked unconscious. Um so they go down the the hallway or the the, the cave corridor, I guess. Um, looking for the thing that the major saw and shot at, and they find a trail of blood and they follow it. And as they do so, some mouth breathing thing crawls <laughs> out of a cave and just walks across a field. <laughs> breathing like Sauron and like the seventies animated Lord of the Rings. Yes, I I love mouth breathy Doctor Who villains because this becomes like a thing. Um. And oh my God. it's it's like it's like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> it's like I just keep waiting for it to be like kill, 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 kill. <laughs> I love when that it's in like its perspective too, because it's through like the goggles or the eyepiece or whatever, and you can't yeah. see anything. No, but it's wonderful. It's a, it's a, it's like somebody. Like nobody, nobody bothered to tell the people making this episode that reptiles don't see like insects. Like they don't have fly vision; they just have eyes. Scott, I got three words for you: pop, pop, pop. <laughs> he wasn't on the show anymore. His spirit lives on. All right, fair. Enough. 
so the um, the doctor analyzes the blood in the cave, and he's like, "Oh, it it, it looks kind of reptilian. That's weird." Um, and our mouth breathing friend runs, uh, finds a barn to hide in because it's like the middle of the night, and he like crouches behind some hay. He gets he hits the hay. That's what he's doing. He but does. Tush. Um, <laughs> but did you say Badum Tush? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm really into like using that as my compliment for people's butts. Oh my god! I'm a Badum Tush. <laughs> you just do like a like a finger gun, like thing. a really terrible pun, and then you're like, yeah, butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh. Oh, I forgot to talk about Dr. Quinn, Medicine Man. Um, so <laughs> this whole time the uh, unit is down in the caves, um, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Man, and his assistant, other scientist, anyway, she is really into him. Um, yeah, she is. Oh they're, God. like, being, like, really shifty. They're like, oh, unit is going to mess everything up and blah, 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 and we should tell them. And Dr. Quinn's like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, so. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Dr. Quinn, after Unit leaves the caves, um, he is wandering down by himself. Um, and this is the start of my, one of my favorite things about this is the wonder, I don't know what instrument it is, but it sounds like a kazoo. Um, oh, it's amazing. No, that's what, the, the, the that was exactly my episode. note. That was exactly my note. <laughs> I it's love, a kazoo. I love Silurian kazoo music, like. It's the great this this incidental music it has music to be a kazoo. Is it has to be a kazoo. Crazy. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's like It's literally their their music is like a kazoo and a recorder. Like 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 two fifth graders, like one plays a kazoo <laughs> and one plays a recorder and they're like we should start a band. Like yeah. the Silurian That's theme. That's the Silurian music. Yeah, the the Silurian theme is like kazoo and some like recorder toots and then like a gamelan like it's so weird like like a i don't know and like a xylophone like it's the weirdest high concept thing i've ever heard in my life and i love it so much um the score to this episode can best be described as oppressive (laughs) oh it's amazing oh man so dr quinn's down in the caves and he like is scanned by some red light I think like they scan him and they they let him through whatever's down in these caves lets him through this door and he shows up in this room and he is saying that, you know, the humans are going to be down here. You guys got to like figure out what you're doing. You need to stop stealing all the power from the station. (laughs) Um, You crazy kids really got (laughs) to knock him off. Um, and they're just like, whatever, man, you got to find our hurt friend. Uh, we're not going to listen to you and we're not going to tell you anything that we know until you find our hurt friend. Here is his little beeper, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a tricorder. Make sure that you leave a returning number because otherwise he can't call you back. I mean, you know know how beepers work. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So he's like, okay. So the next morning, the farmer who owns the barn finds our mouth-breathing friend, and you see this, like, green, like, claw hand. And the farmer's like, hey, wife, call the police. There's something weird in me barn. And she's just like, what's in your barn? And (laughs) the farmer has, like, a pitchfork, and the uh, whatever is in the barn attacks him. And... Um, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, so (laughs) the brig gets a call from the police that, um, this farmer is dead. So they show up at the barn, um, and the doctor is like, oh, he died from fear. And (laughs) one might even say he died from fear. We're going to talk about this because, because what he says, what his exact line is. He's looking at it. He's looking at the guy and he's like, heart failure. He's like, and then he, he turns, he goes, you might even say he died from fear. <laughs> and it's like, 
full on CSI Miami, like sunglasses oh, yeah. flip up, like, and he just walks away, and the music's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's incredible. This kid just got spooky. <laughs> you might say he died from fear. Which isn't even a pun or a joke, it's a statement. Oh my god, it's inc- I know, but the way that he plays it, it seems like it's some kind of like funny <laughs> yeah. like, joke moment. Or it's like a, a revelation. But, yeah, but it's just like, uh, okay, can people do that? Like Yeah. A man is dead, doctor. Um <laughs> or or you could say that he had a heart attack. It's like heart attack. You might say he died of fear. Or a heart attack. Yeah. Well, this is in Salem in twelve ninety eight, so I'm gonna say he had a heart attack. <laughs> and the Lord went in and, and grabbed his heart and shook it. <laughs> oh my god. So he and the farmer's wife is like in shock. Um, so the doctor's like, oh, I need to find out more. Let's go badger this poor woman. So she is like in hysterics and he takes like the official doctor chart and doodles like a really weird like lizard man on the paper, shows it to her and she's like screaming. And then she like basically says like, oh, it's in the barn. And um, they left Liz in the barn to like, hey, Liz, do all the sciencey stuff while the men do action things and she's like oh okay go get some water yeah (laughs) so she is like analyzing the crime scene pretty much um and and they're just like oh it's still in the barn i want to know we never actually see what she's doing exactly right but i mean she's literally looking for a crime scene in a haystack i mean that's (laughs) she's got her little she's got her little Little briefcase thing with all of her little science CSI stuff, and she's taking individual pieces of hay and like dipping it into chemicals, and then looking <laughs> if the chemical changes colors, and then putting it down and picking up another piece of hay. It's so good. Oh my god! It's the most ridiculous like <laughs> science busy work I've ever seen. There's this almost something kind of like. Like, this whole story is nothing but lizards and science busy work, though, and I love it so much. It's amazing. If I just, if I just sit here, the plot will come to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Right she was. So, I am the second lead of this. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, we gotta save Liz. So Liz is doing her science stuff, and the, the mouth breather, like, kind of sneaks up on her. And pretty much like decks her across the face, and then that's how the just cold cocks her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh man, it's it's almost like I don't know. Like you know, we're kind of used to like oh, and then like they spray a gas, and Amy Pond like is unconscious. But just the visual of just a a foam arm just punching (laughs) Shaw in the face. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's, so, like, it's so petty and violent. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. She showed no aggression to him at all. <laughs> yeah, she just turns around and he's I'll just like... I'll you to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's so funny. It's just weird because it's, it, it's so clearly like a fake arm on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, it's so good though. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's part that's two. Episode two. Yeah, yeah. Episode, episode three uh, is uh, it starts off right where we left off. Uh, what you know, the Evil Dead thing. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Evil Dead thing uh, runs away, and um, the, when the Doctor and um, Briggs uh, head outside, they you know you know they wake Liz up. And um, the Briggs is like, hunt that, whatever it is, across the moor, do whatever you have to do. And then uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Man arrives at the barn and and just starts acting like hella sketchy. Um, This is when I began a very important uh, intellectual and spiritual journey through this uh, this story that I like (laughs) to call uh, 
be a lizard. <laughs> uh, I was watching this episode by myself, as I stated before, and whenever Dr. Quinn, Medicine Man, would come and start acting sketchy, I kind of started getting the idea that he was going to be a lizard. Like, he was going to be a Silurian disguised as a human. And so I would just kind of like, be a lizard, be a lizard, be a lizard. So I was like, maybe if I will it hard enough, that'll end up being like the twist. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of where I was at. Oh, my God. Um, so the doctor's like, he's acting like someone who is a lizard. So I'm going to go to his cottage. <laughs> And <laughs> A plus detective work. Yeah. And then, he, and then he goes to the cottage and he notices that it's remarkably hot, much like a reptile house, at which point I'm like, be a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Dr. Quinn Medicine Man comes out and he's like, hey, the doctor's like, hey, why is your thermostat broken? And he's like, why are you in my house? Like, <laughs> dude, get out. And he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And then he breaks into Dr. Queer Medicine Man's office and he finds, he finds like a globe that's made of like, it kind of looks like it's made of like putty. It kind of looks like an avocado, to be honest. Like it's, it's, a, it's a really dark globe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shaw notices, it, it, it's Shaw, right? Shaw notices that like, oh, the, the continents are all mushed together. And I was like, right. give me that. And he's like, oh, whoa, this is the way that it, the Earth looked like when it was millions of years old during the, you know, during the Silurian Epoch. And Sean, Shaw's like, you want to run that by me again? Back at the cottage, uh, Mrs. Dawson comes uh, once again to try and persuade Dr. Quinn Medicine Man to, like, come clean and stop this, you know, fool's campaign. Uh, but Dr. Quinn is, like, adamant that he's like, no, I want to keep the wounded Silurian captive. We can get knowledge from him. I could be... A number one, this could be good. And um, the doctor comes back to the cottage and he finds uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Man uh, dead. <laughs> dead, in his, dead in his chair. Whoopsie. And uh, do what? I said whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the doctor notices in um, the, in the, um, Dr. Quinn Medicine Man ha- his hand, he sees like a weird object. And um, he's like, well, this is weird. And he starts making that awful whistling noise again. And uh, just as he's, uh, he responds to a signal and emerges, and then something comes out of the doorway and he turns around and you know where this is going. <laughs> uh, the weird lizard thing, like from Land of the Lost, shows up. And uh, Kapal- and then uh, the Dr. Gibbs, uh, Pertwee face. Ah, uh, the best Pertwee face. Still, no, it's still, still not, still not, that's like. Our first, our first one was like grade C pert we face. This one's grade B. Grade A is yet to come. Yes. The audacity of this serial for using the same cliffhanger legit like four times <laughs> is, 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 is respectable to say the least. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, so like the Salarians walking toward him. And then he just is like, oh, my God, it's a it's a lizard monster sleestack thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we start episode four and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, hello. Are you a Silurian? And he <laughs> offers his hand. And the Silurian's like, wait, you want to shake my hand? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's be friends, you guys. Like, Everyone whoa. always thinks that I like love humans. I don't love humans. Yeah, I love aliens. Yeah. I'm an alien. Um. So, uh, so the Silurian is like, um, and then runs away, and and uh, we go back to uh, Baker, who's still he's still convinced that the the caves are where like all the answers to everything is going to be, um. And so he overpowers a unit soldier and uh, enters the caves by himself. And he's captured by the Silurians and he gets interrogated by them, which is <laughs> pretty fantastic. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he starts to get interrogated by them and then we start going to like looking at everything else. Like there's this one really when when he when he escapes the way that he escapes because he is in the mental ward and he calls in 
uh, who is that guy? Is that is that the uh, security guy? That's the security guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baker. So he calls in the security guy and he's like, "Hey, uh, so my my arm, I'm much better now, and my arm is uh, is hurting. Can you uh, help me out of my jacket?" And uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." So he helps him out of his jacket. He's like, "Okay, great." And then judo chops him and runs away. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> incredible. It's incredible. Um, is that the first judo chop of the episode? Yeah. Okay, good. I think so. Um, and then the I mean, uh, we learned when, that the, when that when that monster judo chop was. <laughs> yeah. and, and then we learned that the Silurians have a third eye uh, that they can. Uh, uh, shoot off and then like that's what turns people into cavemen apparently or at least it, it can like turn them into cavemen or it can like stun them it's a lot like a star trek phaser in that way um yeah, yeah. this whole episode <laughs> is 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 it leans in a good way right it leans really heavily into og star trek yeah it definitely does uh so so then we get the revelation that the doctor has lost his um, – well, we, we learned in part one that the doctor had lost his, his sonic screwdriver and he doesn't know where it is. And I almost wonder – I wondered at this point because at this point the doctor has that noisemaker thing that calls Silurians up and it's like <laughs> some sort of Silurian sonic technology. And it makes me wonder if the reason he lost his sonic screwdriver is just for the MacGuffin of having these things. Because I feel like what those things do, he could easily just do with a sonic screwdriver. Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost one – it's one of the advantages of this uh, era of the show that is kind of – it it almost does sort of predate the procedural era that we're starting to – leave you know csi and cis and mm-hmm. the idea of putting making the doctor the like quirky weird member of this ensemble is such an interesting idea and kind of does make for a little like oh well he just left it at his desk or something stupid <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> right um so then uh basically the the fellowship of the caves come starts to come together <laughs> sure and and <laughs> And so the Fellowship of the Caves is the Brigadier, the Doctor, uh, uh, Dr. Lawrence, and uh, Dr. Quinn's medicine woman. Um, <laughs> Damn. And, and, they all get to- match. <laughs> and they all get together and they talk about what they're going to do about these creatures in the caves. And Dr. Lawrence, who hasn't seen anything, is like, you guys are all insane. Whatever. This is dumb. And the doctor's like, no, we got to be kind to them. And the, and, and, uh, we gotta, we gotta teach them understanding and that humanity is like cool and everything. And Put a little love in your heart. Right? right. And then the brigadier is like, ah, we should shoot them because I'm the army guy and we should shoot everything. And it's fine. Blow them up. Right. And, uh, Brexit. yeah. And, <laughs> And uh, and the doctor the doctor starts to reveal that he has like a real uh, uh, a problem with with Brigadier being military and about like military answers to problems and things like that. Yeah, he has a real issue with that. Something that we we get more of with the uh, with the twelfth Doctor. Yeah, um, I, I I immediately yeah my mind went straight to the caretaker. Yeah, totally. Um. So so he starts he starts kind of getting mad at the brigadier and then the woman is just like is like look I don't care that you guys don't believe that this is a problem but this is definitely a problem uh so we should just murder them all Let, let's let's you know genocide straight up genocide who Cersei cares? Lannister Yeah yeah let's kill them all Um so so and in the scene it's great because Dr. Lawrence not only does Dr. Lawrence have like the meanest comb over you've ever seen uh, <laughs> but he's also like straight up wearing women's makeup. Like he's wearing pink lipstick in the scene and it's Is he? Pretty, yeah. Huh. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Maybe um, he did his own makeup at uh camera. Yeah, he might have cuz he's wearing powder and he's wearing mascara. Oh, poor guy. I bet the BBC didn't have bu- the budget for someone to do his makeup. Maybe. Um, and he's wearing pink lipstick. Uh, it's the most unnatural. It makes his lips look like the most unnatural color. 
Uh, it's it's absurd. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, the Bri- the brigadier has been trying to get back up to to check out the caves because his argument is that like the caves are enormous and if they're gonna find these creatures or find whatever the problem is that's that's siphoning off the power from the the nuclear plant in the um, in the caves uh, at the at the moors. Uh, he's going to need more men to, to search the caves and uh, his uh, request for backup was denied because no one believes that there's crazy lizard creatures in the caves. And they're just like, we're not giving you backup for that. You're a crazy person. Um, and he's like, I mean, this is ridiculous. It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the lizard people. We need to find a solution to this power problem. Lizard people are not. I need more men. And uh, they're just not uh, – they're not agreeing to it. Then we cut back to the the soldier from earlier, uh, the, the dude from earlier. He's being uh, questioned by the Silurians and it's pretty incredible because it's just two Silurians – playing good cop, bad cop. <laughs> and it is, I mean, it's amazing. And he's just in a cave or like, like he's like, they're in this cave and he's just in a cage, like with bars. And mm-hmm. they are standing on either side of the cage, questioning him in a good cop, bad cop, uh, uh, type of, a type of deal. And then one of them says, he asks, um, where is, uh, where, where, I forget who he's saying, where is something? He says, where is someone? Some, is it, it was it the other guy that was down there with him? Um, Dr. Quinn, medicine man? Maybe. Maybe it was Dr. Quinn. Well, because the doctor, because the doctor isn't present for the fellowship of the caves. He's like stuck in jail with this guy. Oh, that's right. So, so like, what is he talking about the doctor then when he says it? I think so. I think you're bleeding into episode five a little. Cause, cause, well, cause the last line is like, he asked them, uh, uh, or is it, is it the doctor who's asking them? Ask them who, where someone is. I don't know who he's asking. Cause the line that ends the episode is I have destroyed them. And now I shall destroy you. Oh, the unit sol because the unit soldiers are still trapped in the caves. They're looking for um they're looking for uh Baker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So so yeah, so they're they're talking to Pertwee and and and, and the doctor is just like, well, what did you do with them? And then he says the Silurian says, I have destroyed them, and now I will destroy you. <laughs> and then turns on his third his his third eye. Um and and uh, starts to psycho- psychically mess with the doctor, so that's how episode four ends. Mm-hmm. And uh, indeed, it is it is some solid stuff. Is this a part we face too, or does it end on like a on like a fast zoom into the third eye? I want to say it's the fast zoom into the third eye, which is an amazing name for an album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who and the Silurians presents the uh, fast zoom into the third eye. <laughs> see, like that sounds like a Brian Lee O'Malley book. It does. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, so that's the that's the first four parts of the Silurians, and we're going to talk about uh, parts five through seven next week. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, you can go to our website duelinggenre.com. You can go check out uh, the post of this episode and other episodes, as well as all of our other podcasts, like the back, like Back to the Future Minute, which is the daily podcast where Nick and I uh, discuss e- every minute of Back to the Future, uh, the Back <laughs> to the Future trilogy. Uh, Cassandra was just a guest. Uh, no, you're week. wasting your life. <laughs> yeah, she was just a guest like last week, and it was uh, it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, we talked about. We weirdly talked about Mad Max a lot. Uh, and uh, and then also Geek by Night, our original audio drama about uh, friends who run a comic book store together and also have superpowers. Uh, so go check that out as well. It's fully cast uh, and that sort of thing. Um, 
And then uh, if you want to go check out uh, our Patreon page, DuelingGenre.com slash support, uh, you can uh, become a become a supporter there and we'll give you all sorts of uh, extra stuff, including if we get to the goal, uh, we will do a live episode of The Doctor's Companion in which we will talk about, uh, is it Doctor Who and the Daleks? That's the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Peter Cushing uh, Doctor Who uh, theatrical film. So uh, we'll do like a live episode uh, about that if we can uh, if we get to our goal on Patreon. So go check out our Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, if you want a Doctor's Companion t-shirt, we are selling merchandise at duelinggenre.com slash merch. Uh, you'll go to our T Public page and you'll see T-shirts for the Doctor's Companion as well as Back to the Future Minute, both seasons of Back to the Future Minute and uh, Geek by Night. It's so our go- cover art on the website, but on a shirt. Yeah, so go uh, go check that out and put our faces on your chest. If that's uh, <laughs> that's the thing that you're into. Um, and of course, we will be back next week. Woo!